and welcome to So You Think You Can Rule Persia? The podcast where we rate and review all the kings of Persia from Diokis to Yazdegerd III. I'm Serial, and my pronouns are they, them. And I'm Umberto, my pronouns are he, him. Hello, everyone, and welcome to episode 12, which is to say Sogdianus. A new name for a while, because they've all sounded relatively similar for now. But hey, now we get to see what happens. We have talked about Sogdianus before, yes? We mentioned yes, Sogdianus. Yes, was the brother. Yes. yes. We've mentioned him in Artaxerxes' episode and Xerxes II's episode. Yeah, so we did talk about Sogdianus because he was one of the siblings of Xerxes II that we had to remember. Correct. Correct. Because Xerxes II has been now murdered and Sogdianus is twirling his moustache somewhere. Is he? I mean, can you remind me? Who plotted against it? Like, who killed him? Because I remember he went to sleep after a party and then, you know, yeah. was immediately killed <laughs> and reigned for three months. But Yeah, so to recap, the very small bit of the narrative that was there during Xerxes II, Xerxes inherited the throne from his father, Artaxerxes. He was the only legitimate son from his father. Mm. And then he was murdered by... Some accomplices of Sogdianus. Great. <laughs> we didn't have much yeah. to say. Yeah, and we were left with a bit of a crisis situation because Xerxes was the most legitimate son. Now, the only sons that are left are sons of concubines. And that means that the normal line of succession doesn't really work anymore. Because, yeah. you know, nobody is the son of the official wife and blah, 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 blah. So Sogdianus needs to prove to the Empire that he is the man for the job, and yeah, he did a murder, but so did Darius. It's fine. If Darius can do it, I can do it too. Yeah, I mean, come on. Artaxerxes even recently just killed his own brother, so yeah. You know, why is everybody judging Sogdianus for this? This is how it goes. Come on. Keep yeah. up. Okay, so let's get into, roughly, who is Sogdianus? What's his deal? How is everything working? We don't know. Mm. So, to start with, Sogdianus is, as mentioned, son of Artaxerxes and a Babylonian concubine named Alogun, mm. or Alogune, I assume, is probably the better pronunciation. So, he is a half-brother of uh, Xerxes II, and... It seems that they roughly had a similar age. We don't have exact dates or anything, but give or take, All right. pretty much the same period. But since Sogdianus is the first child of a concubine that we have in our story, I think it makes sense to just spend a little bit of time to look into Achaemenid noble women and what the harem is and... Yeah, how does that work? How that part of the world works. So originally among the ancestors of the Persians... It looks like uh, wives had a relatively high status in the home and were the ones in charge of running everything in the area. But this sort of comes into contrast with the Assyrian example that was there before, where instead they had, similar to the Greek model a little bit, where women were kept in seclusion and guarded by eunuchs and had little personal Mm. and political independence. So what happened when... The Medians and the Persians eventually, you know, took over Mesopotamia and that part of the world. Is that uh, they sort of merged the two systems in a way? Okay. So yes, they did adopt the harem where they have multiple wives and concubines, 
depending on the context. But these royal and aristocratic women had a high enough social status to be allowed to have an education where they could, you know, be taught right. with, the, <laughs> with the princes so they could know things. They could also hunt, appear in public, participate in feasts, travel with their husbands, hold large estates of their own, and wield some political power. Although right. in more of an unofficial manner. So they took the polygamy from the Assyrian system, so to speak, and then the, you know, more abundance of rights from the Persian system and just put the two together. Yeah, exactly. So they sort of had okay. this own merge system, which they managed to make their own. And one example of women in Persian culture and in general in the Achaemenid Empire having a higher status is a woman called Irbadama during the reign of Darius I, who was apparently a businesswoman who had 480 laborers on her estate. And, well, these are not slaves. We have pay slips about it, which is how we sort of know about her. Uh We have the records. Yeah. And so she had this massive series of estates that she managed personally, and nobody thought to ask to have her husband sign off on things. Mm -hmm. It was just her doing things as she wanted to. So that's pretty cool. Mm, Awesome. I mean, it shouldn't be that unique or impressive, but sadly for the time, I guess, most systems we've come into contact historically have been not very generous in the freedom of women. No, not really. That's the... The (laughs) ancient world is not kind to women, and neither is the world after the ancient world, so... Alright, so this is pretty cool. I like that. Yeah, so it's quite interesting how that works. But going back to the royal harem. Well, I say the royal harem because essentially each little noble court had their own version, basically shrinking in size and in proportion. But yeah, so essentially all of this took its direction from the royal court. Mm -hmm. And you probably noticed from the narrative that the harem had a relatively small role during Cyrus's reign. Mm-hmm. And this was mostly because he was mainly allowing the local nobility to govern itself, and there wasn't really a large need, you know, to marry the daughter of this person, the daughter of this other person, and so on. Yeah, yeah, he, he kept a pretty was, hands-off style. Yeah, he had a looser grip on uh, the different regions of the empire. But with Darius, things start to centralize a bit more, and Darius realizes that An excellent factor of polygamy is that you can have many, many marriage alliances across the different nobles of the empire, across the different families. You don't need to choose one and be like, which one am I going to marry and which alliance am I going to take? You can just do all of them. Yeah, exactly. You can just pick everyone and it's fine. And then for heir purposes, you just need to decide beforehand. But if you don't die randomly, (laughs) you you should have something. (laughs) Yes, if you never die, then you don't need an heir. All you need to do is figure out immortality and you're cool. Yeah, excellent. So Darius starts to a little bit formalize this role and increase the control he has over the nobility through marriage. So, for example, if we look at the time of Xerxes I, his invasion force in Greece had 17 out of 29 of the commanders be closely related Mm -hmm. by blood or marriage to the king. That makes sense. They're getting the control that they need in their forces and... The good thing is that if all the satraps and all the generals and all the admirals and so on 
are somewhat related to you, they have an interest in keeping your royal family in power. Yeah. Because if the royal family changes, they lose the legitimacy connected to you. So That's a smart move. Everybody has an incentive to yeah, make keep everyone each care. other under control. Of course. Yeah, exactly. Yeah, so within the harem itself, uh, we mentioned this last time under Xerxes II, but again, don't imagine this as the traditional Orientalist picture of drugs, scantily clad women <laughs> running around, PG-13 content. The harem is just where the women of the house live. So it contains sisters, mother, aunts, daughters, other unmarried female relatives of the king who are just living here. And it has also all the children who mm -hmm. just, uh, you know, spend their time there before going on to more formal education. Right, we talked about this a little bit on the last episode since we had to, you know, fill up some time. Um, <laughs> yes, there was need for padding for that one paragraph of Tejas. That was interesting. But inside the harem itself, it's not that everybody is equal. There is a relatively structured hierarchy mm. present. Because at the very top is the wife, who is, for some reason, the most important one. So this depends on the context. But usually, this wife was the mother of the heir to the throne. As, for example, is the case of Atossa with Darius. She was the daughter of Cyrus, and as such, she was the mother of the heir to the throne. Right. So the two things go a little bit hand in hand. So, you know, maybe you just have the best son, or maybe your political importance is greater than everyone else's. Mm -hmm. And so up top, there is the head wife. Then below that are a series of other legal wives of the king. And these are all women of generally the Iranian nobility who can aspire potentially to climb their way up to first wife, if the political situation permits it. Mm -hmm. But for now, their children are all still in line for the throne, but of a lesser degree compared to the children of the first wife. Understood, yeah. So far, very logical. Yeah, fair enough. And then at the bottom of this hierarchy, we have the concubines of a very wide series of origins. Because these concubines were either women of high rank who were non-Persian or okay. non-Iranian in general. So they were a bit of a lower social status. And so they couldn't directly marry the king. Like Sogdianus's mother, for example, who mm -hmm. is a Babylonian woman. Oh, yeah. Or more... Upsettingly, they are slaves which were either gifted by foreign dignitaries, looked for specifically, uh, given as tribute, or taken during a war. Fun. Love so, trafficking with humans. Not that's, ideal. Uh, oof. Yeah, that's, that's not good. But such is the way that it was, unfortunately. But yeah, so as we mentioned before, the children of these concubines aren't bastards, as you would think of it otherwise so they are legitimate children they they're recognized are recognized yeah. yeah but again their inheritance status is lower down so the only way that Sogdianus could gain the throne is if his brother Xerxes somehow disappeared if something were to happen to his brother you know mysteriously yeah something could happen we don't know oh yeah and also just as a last point about the harem there's an interesting factor about which there's some limited information, but that would be interesting if it is the case. But through some iconography, it looks like royal women might have held 
audiences on the model of the king himself. Hmm. Since it looks like we have some images from Persepolis, I believe, where there is a woman enthroned looking like the king holding court with a series of other women. So that's oh. an interesting little parallelism that was apparently there. So they might have been consulted as well and have had audiences with people? Yeah, possibly. Or, you know, or governmental reasons. Yeah, that's possible. And also, we've heard from uh, the episode of Artaxerxes I that his mother and his sister were apparently rather important in uh, yeah, correct. dictating policy. So, you know, clearly they do have some role to, to go for. Okay, but back to the narrative. So when Artaxerxes I died, Xerxes II succeeded for those 45 days. Mm-hmm. But Sogdianus course wasn't happy with this situation so he began to talk with a number of different courtiers a number of important people among which is the powerful courtier called Bagorazos and the king's cousin Menostanes who was one of the people injured by Megabizus during his rebellions and then all this group together joins and they murder Xerxes II as we saw last time proclaiming Sogdianus king of kings at last. So once Xerxes II is dead, Sogdianus then has to deal with his accomplices and reward them for their service. Right. Is he gonna? Or is he going to be, well, you betrayed the previous king. I can't trust you would not betray me. Hence, goodbye. That is a pretty good point, And we'll see that he does follow it in part. Hey! <laughs> because Menestanes, his cousin, who is a member of the royal family... Right becomes Sogdianus' right-hand man. Okay. So, good outcome. But Bagarazus is not... So is lucky? ...is not rewarded at all. Oh, no. Because it's unclear why Sogdianus is punishing him rather than rewarding him. Maybe he is thinking like you did. Oh, he betrayed the previous king. He cannot be trusted. Let's get rid of him. Or maybe if he found out that Bagarazus was plotting with, like, a third sibling yeah. to try and take over. Yeah, that could have been, yeah. Yeah, you don't know. Maybe, you know, the situation was very volatile. Sogdianus was also unsure of his own control over the throne, so he needed to do something. Of course, of course. And so Sogdianus officially accuses Bagorazos of abandoning Artaxerxes I's body okay. before burial without having consulted Sogdianus. Uh-huh. So for this terrible crime, Bagorazos Which is, is just some random, death. like, it's honestly, like, seriously, this is why. Okay. Yeah, he was just throwing darts at a board yep. and saying, yeah, sure, this'll do. This is fair enough as an accusation. But this is a bit of a problem for Sogdianus because Bagarazos was a powerful courtier and he was a powerful courtier because the army quite liked him. Oh, no. Terrible rookie <laughs> mistake. Come on. Yeah, you want to keep the army happy, especially if you've just usurped the throne. Yeah, don't... Oh, bad. Oof. Yeah. Yeah. So Sogdianus tries to bribe the army into liking him. He tries to send them many gifts, Mm -hmm. but they still continue to greatly dislike him because, hey, we liked Bagarazes. Why'd you have to kill him? You literally killed a man. Like, come on. Yes, you killed two men. (laughs) One of which was the king. (laughs) No, I mean, I mean, as in, like, we killed a man. But nobody cares about Xerxes. Yeah, you killed a man we cared about. Like, yeah. a few pounds of gold is not going to save your neck now. 
Yeah, so that's Especially if you probably... appoint a new general or commander that we don't like as much. Because, you know. Yeah, that's a problem. <laughs> now, do you remember the other two siblings I told you to remember? Yes, wait. I have them. <laughs> uh, Okus? Yes. And... Uh, did I? Well, I, the I other only one know. Oh uh, yeah, Parisatis. Yeah, I didn't yes. know if you meant another brother. I was like, well, I don't know, because we met another brother like out of nowhere last time. So yeah, maybe <laughs> close by. No, Parisatis and no, Ocus. This time yes. they're included. Yes. So at this point in time, Ocus is well, Sogyanus's brother, and given that they're both children of concubines, they are equally legitimate and in line for the throne. Mm-hmm. And Ocus is currently the satrap of Hyrcania, which is a region on the southern shore of the Caspian Sea and relatively close to Persia. Okay. So Sogdianus is a little bit concerned about Ocus and his loyalty, and since he's equally legitimate, he wants to make sure that hey, are we he cool? He doesn't get any ideas. Is everything okay? Right. Yeah. Because you know, I yes, I usurp the throne, but that doesn't mean you get to usurp the throne again. Yeah. Let's just keep things civil. Don't copy me. Come on. Get your own yeah. plan. So Sogdianus sends a letter to Ocus and says, Hey, Ocus, how about you come to court? You can swear your fealty to me and, you know, we can get all this sorted. It'll be nice and you can keep your satrapy so we can just make sure that we have a good deal. But Ocus is busy in Hyrcania. Ocus says, Oh, I'd love to come, but uh, I'm, I'm sort of busy, you know. I'll, I'll come back later, you know. Good luck with your thing. Hope you have a good time ruling. Oh, no. He pulled a... Who was it? Who couldn't? Bardia? Yes. He pulled a Bardia! Bardia yes. No! <laughs> Dude, it's I mean... He ends it like Bardia. Yeah, I, it just makes me think, like, yeah, he's probably plotting something, you know, amassing an army to, yet again, usurp the throne. Otherwise... Okay, there's three options. Either he is actually planning something, which, you know, mm-hmm. fair. It was a fun plan from your brother, anyway. Mm-hmm. Uh, he is scared... That if he shows up, he'll be killed because, you know, get rid of the competition. Or he generally, like, the poor soul has something important to do and can't show up or doesn't realize that this might be important to reassure his loyalty. And he's like, hey, I can't go right now. Whoops. (laughs) Yeah. So which one is it? Well, we have some supposedly pretty good information from Tejas because Tejas is getting close to being in the story because, well, in about 10 years after this story, he is going to be the doctor of Parasatis. Oh, oh, interesting. Okay. Yes. So according to Tejas, Parasatis starts whispering into Ocus's ear. Of course, is the woman. Yes. Ooh, yeah, of evil. Course, that's how it works. Also, Parasatis is terrifying, so <laughs> might be, or it oh. might be that Tejas is making stuff up. So we'll see. Oh, can't wait to meet her. Yes, she is very cool. But Parasatis starts whispering into Ogus's ear, saying, Hey, listen, Sogyanus is probably just calling you to the capital to have you murdered because you're a threat. See, that, yeah, you know, honestly. Yeah, she says, if you leave, you're going to die. So your only real solution is to take the throne. Uh, And I'm willing to help you with that. Wait, uh, okay, so (laughs) I agree with her. But also, is that your only real solution? I mean, it might be, honestly. I don't... I mean, you know, either you trust Sogdianus to spare your life and keep you in your position. Yeah. But if you don't trust Sogdianus, then it's either get potentially murdered or take the throne. 
There aren't many options. That's the thing, you're just relying on the other person to be nice. And apparently he's nice enough to, you know, murder his brother for the throne. So he might as well yeah, do it again. He's already not very trustworthy, yeah. so... I get it, I get it. You don't have many options yeah. left. Honestly, like, I understand her. Yeah, good point. So she tells her brother Ocus, half-brother Ocus, marry me and make me your queen, and together we will take over the empire from Sogdianus. Ah, well, okay. <laughs> Listen. Yes. There might be a problem with that. Well, <laughs> Could be. we have had, who was it who married his sister before? Cambyses. Cambyses, right. So we've had yeah. that before. Is, Plus, yeah, are they... She's only a half-sister. Yeah, I was going to say, are they actually brother and sister, like full brother and sister? Not that this I makes it okay. Listen, <laughs> I am not... I still think mm, not the best for a bloodline, but this is political marriage so uh... yeah and i checked that marrying your half sibling is only as bad as marrying your niece or nephew so it's cool oh. i suppose Oof, uh, uh. you know it's it's habsburg level it's fine it's it's <laughs> and we know how they ended up it was fine yeah, they ended up okay nothing bad genetically happened to them thinks of carlos the <laughs> second <laughs> poor carlos terrible life Charles, Charles II, sorry. Eh, he's Spanish. Counts as Carlos. So Ocus listens to Parasatis' offer and says, You know what? Fair enough. I'd rather be king than be murdered. Let's do this. <laughs> I mean, yeah, I, th I feel like most people. <laughs> so Ocus starts sending letters across the empire and quickly gains a lot of support. He gains support from the commander of the king's cavalry, the satrap of Egypt, mm -hmm. and... A powerful eunuch called Artuxares, which you'll want to remember for next episode. Ooh, let me write the name down. I would love to have a history of all the eunuchs and such adjacent important people. I wanted to do something like that for one of the shorter episodes, but I found that there wasn't enough information, yeah, which is sad. Yeah, I figured. Um, there probably is more information in later historical periods, but for this one, a eunuch is just, oh, a schemey person who stabs you in the back. Oh, sad. Also, because T just hates eunuchs. <sighs> Tisius, come on. But yeah, I just think that these people, obviously it makes sense that we do not have that much information about them, because it's people who move the threads behind the curtain, you know, they operate <laughs> in the shadows. That sounds very ominous, but they that's kind <laughs> yeah. of the point. They operate from behind the public view, and they have an impressive amount of influence on the history of any empire or the history of any important, you know, structure. But mm -hmm. of course, they're not supposed to be the main public face behind it. Like, that's the whole point, right? Yeah. So of course, we do not have much information. The, all these people would be influencing in their own ways. And the idea is to not have any records of it. So, I mean, we do have some instances sooner and a bit later about Unix trying to take more of a direct mm -hmm. role in government. But yeah, unfortunately, we don't have much information on uh, what is their normal life like right. when they're not plotting to overthrow someone. <laughs> so, you know, it's a bit uh, bit sad, but hey, we'll see Artaxaris more in the next episode, what happens. But at this point, Tejas tells us that Ocus, against his will, of course, of course, while he was saying, no, no, I don't want to be king. Please don't. Oh, don't force me. Uh. Yes, he is crowned as king 
in front of the army he has been raising for a while. Of course, that's... Yes, I called it. Thank you. And Ocus takes the new name Darius II. Ooh, that's... Because apparently you need to overthrow somebody to become Darius. Yep, that's uh, honestly... What a bitchy move. <laughs> You're gonna have to bleep that, but honestly... Just what a show of, yes, you know what, these are my intentions, take this. Yep, so, good start. At this point, Sogdianus gets a letter saying, <laughs> oh no, you know, by the way, now. By the way, your brother called himself Darius II, you know, just as an observation. Ah, damn. And I'm not Sogdianus I, I'm just Sogdianus. Yeah. Damn. Okay. Yeah. Oh, that's true. I hadn't realized. <laughs> oh no! <laughs> oh, whoopsie. Yeah. So, Sakyana sends a letter to Oka saying, Hey, listen. I'm gonna give you the throne. Just tell me I won't be harmed, please. I see I made a mistake. Ooh, is so immediately... Okay? okay, so first it's like, oh, I need to make sure that my brother won't pose any danger to me. So let me send him a threatening note being like, come over, because we need to talk, because I am king now. And... Now that he answered with, hey, I have an army, I'm like, oh, well, I never mind. It was just a joke. I was just joking. Please, just, it's fine. Let's be friends. Let's be friends. Yeah, actually, I killed Xerxes for you. Yeah. I was, I was getting the throne for totally you. Totally part of my plan. Anything. Like, yeah. seriously, okay. you've always been my favorite brother. It's, you know. <laughs> yeah, I killed all the other ones, so it's okay. You'll be my favorite. So at this point, Sogyana sends a letter to Ocus, now Darius II saying, listen, if my safety can be guaranteed, I'll let you walk into the capital, take the throne, no resistance. And Darius then swore this oath and said, of course, Sogdianus, come to me and I will ensure that you are kept safe. Sogdianus abdicates the throne, goes to Darius. Ooh, that was quick. At which point he meets Parasatis. And in something that will become a theme, Parasatis is not... Bound by the oaths that Darius swore. Okay, yep. And Parasatis knows that Sogdianus is a threat and would have killed them without a second thought if he had the chance. Yeah, because she's smart. Yes, so she locks Sogdianus in a room <gasps> full of ash, where, through a, a complicated method of circulating the air, Sogdianus is choked to death no. in the ash of this room. What? That is so evil. <laughs> what? Yes. I just it's not the most would... evil thing she will do. I just thought, what? Oh my god, <laughs> I love her. Sorry, just villain, villain, yes. you know. I, like, I thought she was just gonna, like, order someone to kill him? Or, like, stab no. him? You know, like Suffocating an ash. What? She's going to do much worse things, don't worry. Bond villain who? What? <laughs> <laughs> so that was a taster for who Parasatis is. Oh my god. And we'll see in the next episode, Darius the Second. What the hell? But We're done? <laughs> what? What happened? Yes. What is this episode? The usurpation did not work out for Sogdianus. So yeah, hell? thoughts. I, a chamber of ashes? How long did yes. that take to build? I assume they had a chamber and they had somebody with fans blowing the they ashes just, They just had that leg around there like, oh yes, and this is our killing chamber and here's the bathroom and like, what? Yeah, it could be, I don't know. It's easy to find some ash. You can make an ash room real quick. It's okay. My God. Well, that Maybe was... it was Parasatis' room for private use of ash murder. We don't know. Well, that was 
Kind of disappointing, Sogdianus. What the hell? This is why you need to stick by your choices when you're making an important choice. Like, first you need to think about them properly. You know, the whole plan when you're planning something, not just the, the one part of the plan you're going to do tomorrow and not, you know, the next three months. Yeah. I feel like a lot of usurpations could have been thought out better. But I get Definitely. it. Sometimes you just do not have the time. Um, but also... If you're going to execute a plan like this, and then you're going to threaten your brother to just, like, secure your position, stick by it, you know? Yeah. If you doubt yourself at every step, it's just going to not work. You need to stick with the plan. You need to actually believe in yourself and say, yes, I am king, not just, like, run away with a tail between your legs at the first instance of, yeah. of resistance. I guess he thought this was the one chance he had to get out before armies stormed the palace. I just... But, no. Oof. Also, what did you do, dear Sogdianos? What did you do to your sister, Parisatis? Like, why does she hate you so much? Because she could have just had you stabbed, but she didn't. Yeah, I mean, maybe she liked Xerxes the second. We don't know. Maybe she actually cared about the one person nobody else cared about. Yeah. But yeah, this is a theme with Parazatis. She does not let go of grudges. <laughs> she is an angry lady. And she is very, very cool. And I can't wait to tell you all about her. Okay, so are you ready to rate Sogdianus and his no good, very bad usurpation? Yeah, <laughs> yeah let's do it. I love this. Perfect let's episode if you, you know, in a rush today. Yeah, Xerxes 2 and Sogdianus quick series of episodes to go through. I promise we'll have some longer ones coming up. Yes, there's definitely a big hefty one in two, so you'll find out. Ooh, excellent. And Parasatis is an important character in it, so good. Ooh. Okay, so first category is final moments. How cool was his death? How cool is it to be suffocated in ash that by is your half-sister? Amazing, like... Oh my god. <laughs> I'm still thinking about it. Like, what do you mean? Parasatis, who hurt you? What? I. This wow. has to be the coolest death we've had so far. If anything... Cooler one, than Bardia. Well, one, because of the circumstances. Because, you know, it was an immediate usurpation and the betrayal of Darius II or Ocus uh, saying, no, I won't hurt you. And then, like, the sister being like, actually, I will. Like... The, all of that, great, 10 yeah, out of 10. Good circumstances. And also just the method used is just what I... Seriously. Parasatis, you very need therapy. Right. So you're very impressed, nice. Very impressed. Parasatis needs a lot of... Parasatis needs help. Yeah. You, you can tell that Tejas is scared of her yeah. when he writes about it. He's like, I don't, I, trust me, I know this woman. She is terrifying. Do not mess with her. Cool. So... There we go. <laughs> I'd say, I don't know if it has to be a 10, just because I do not know. Again, I'm lacking the foresight of the future. So I That's don't your know. Perspective. I don't know how other things will be. But from my perspective right now, this would be a 10. This is such a random, weird, cool death. <laughs> also kind of sad because, you know, Sogdianus immediately gets murdered like his brother and just, you know. Mm hmm. Overall, yes. Yeah, I... Hmm. 
So you're going for a 10. I'm not as impressed, mostly because keeping Bardia in mind as a, as a baseline. Mm. And I don't think this is as cool. I think it is cool, but I'd be more for an 8 than a I 10. I mean, you are correct in that dying three times is kind of awesome. <laughs> um, but I don't know. It was just very impressive. Yeah, Come no, on, feel engineering. So you're, you're sticking with your 10? Yeah. Engineering involved and everything. The double crossing, just yes. Very smart. Okay. Very nice. So then with my 8 and your 10, that makes a 9 out of 10 for final moments. Cool. Which is matching up with Bardia in the end. Next category is Battle Hardness. Well, he didn't fight. Well, um, he immediately <laughs> he basically just retreated. gave up yep. as soon as he saw things weren't going well. Could have so, just fought, you know. Didn't he have an army? I mean, he, he did fought. kill he did kill the general that the army liked. So Yeah, and the satrap of Egypt revolted he... and the commander of the cavalry went on Darius's side. Uh, so he probably yeah, had very yeah. few friends willing to fight for him. Yeah, zero. Uh yeah, nothing much here to talk about, so zero it is. Next category is scheminess, which is pretty good for him. How yeah. how did the schemes go? Like, one scheme worked out, second one, not so much. But, you know, halfway. Could have done better. Yeah, what did he do? He convinced enough people in his court to help murder Xerxes II and make him king, so mm -hmm. good start. Worse is how he dealt with Darius, because... He either came off too threatening or he didn't Stick make by, enough promises yeah. of advantages. So, you know, whatever he told him, he came off a bit strong. Or, you know, not strong enough, like not holding his position and just... Oh, maybe. You know. Yeah, definitely. Could he, Yeah, maybe he, sh he should have bluffed saying, oh, yeah, listen, I have all the empire behind me. I can crush you if I want Yeah, if to. he was just like, oh, Submit. please oh, don't hurt me. I'm scared. <laughs> Like, come on. <laughs> yeah. I apologize. <laughs> uh, yeah, so scheminess, uh, I think he's goodish. Yeah. He's. Nowhere near Darius' levels, but you know. No, of course not. But I think he's sort of like. He did middle pull of off. The road, yeah, he did, he did try fair. to pull off a usurpation. It just didn't work. So yeah, I'd say a five. Yeah. Uh, hi, I'm also aiming roughly a five. Maybe a four. Mm. I'll go for a four. Because, you know, it's not like he did great. <laughs> yeah, I think I agree four also because he gets murdered in the end. Yeah. By being tricked by Parasatis and Darius, so. Fair enough. Four and four for scheminess gives us an eight out of 20 for scheminess. Which is, where are we? Just under Cambyses. Huh, yeah, all right. Okay, fair enough. Okay, next category is shock factor. How shocking is this man? <laughs> I have no words. <laughs> <laughs> I think he's... He's okay, you know. He murdered yeah. his half-brother. Uh, took over the throne, but... Uh, he didn't do anything... T I mean, he killed the important courtier that the army liked. Yeah, that wasn't great. A bit shocking, but... Just because it was shocking because it was a bad man. idea. <laughs> yeah, it's just shockingly dumb. <laughs> yeah. It's not uh, much more. Um, nah. Uh, maybe I won for killing his own brother, but like that's not that uncommon, truly. 
Yeah, in the royal family. Uh, I'm I'm going up to two for that, but oh. yeah, I'm no 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 no. Disney. I'm staying at one. Okay, so two and one gives him a three out of twenty for shock factor, just like his father. That's cute. Oh, nice stuff. Next category is Aaron Shine. How good was he for the Empire? I I feel like he was drama for the Empire, so you know. He was drama for the Empire. Yeah, I mean, if he hadn't murdered Xerxes, Xerxes would have just been ruling the Empire and it would have yeah, been fine. And everything would be okay. So Yeah, but he almost triggered a civil war. I mean he triggered a rebellion, definitely. Yeah. And, and then also he didn't stick by Yeah, it only didn't go to a civil war because he was bad at it. Yeah. So, I mean, I guess it's good that he didn't choose to fight to his last and take down yeah. bits of the Empire with him, but... Thank goodness, but he was also not great for yeah. the Empire. I'd say... Yeah, I mean, if he had gained the throne naturally, I would have given him a one for not going to civil war. Yeah. But since he, but he, he caused murdered it. the guy before yes. and caused the situation... I think a zero is yeah. is a fair assessment yeah. of his skills. Come on, okay, so Zero and zero. Zero points out of Aaron Shine, just like your brother Xerxes. Good job. Next category is face of faces. So what does this man look like? What hmm. would do bad choices look like oh, in no. human form? We'll see what Serial conjures up from the ether for us. All right, so let me pick up Serial's drawing, and we can see what Sogdianus really looks like. For real. Yeah, for real. Confirm really. no clickbait. <laughs> yes. Okay, let me pick it up. Where are you? <laughs> yeah, I like it very much. <laughs> this makes more sense in the context of Xerxes II's drawing, but yeah. You're welcome. So what we have here... What we have here is Sogdianus in his robe, nice beard, and long hair, holding a bloody knife, which is which has just finished murdering Xerxes II. And Sogdianus is now peering behind a curtain, looking at another hand with a knife, making what can only be described as a shocked Pikachu face. <laughs> I tried. <laughs> so yes, this is brilliant. Please, please find it yes. on our website it's it's beautiful compare the Cersei's the second drawing to this one then it, it makes more sense the two <laughs> together but yes yes definitely okay <laughs> very good thank you very much serial that is an excellent drawing of course and yeah so are you ready to find out what this man looks like yeah sure i mean do we have any records at all Nope. Uh, well, <laughs> Second episode in a row where yours is the only real well, portrait. Well, I think exists. I did a good job this time. Listen. <laughs> did a very good job. It's an excellent pair of drawings. So I'm sure they would be honored. One day I'll actually research what the clothes in the era are supposed to look like. So I'm not just, you know, vaguely winging it. But until then... <laughs> yeah, I mean, the problem is that we're jumping... You know, except for these shorter episodes, we're jumping decades at a time. Yeah. So, you know, hard to stick fashion there. So, in total, since we don't have a portrait of Sargianos, mm, that gives zero. us 0 to 5 for Face of Faces. Unless you want to give him some points for my painting. 
<laughs> I mean, I would, but it didn't exist before today, so I don't think All he right. deserves it. Oh, that's mean. Yes, it is. And yeah, so our last category is lengthiness. How long did you think this man reigned? What did it feel like as a reign? Um, okay, so he had to do the murder, then still decide to murder the captain of the guard. Yes. And then send the letters and wait for a response and try mm -hmm. to be pardoned by his brother or like, you know, try to be like, hey, just kidding, just let's be friends. And then the <laughs> yeah. sister had to murder him. So I'm going to say Xerxes II was three months, so. It was a month and a half. Yeah. Oh, a month and a half. I thought it was three months. And I'm going to say three months, days. you know, three months. Well, you've underestimated Sogdianus oh. because he ruled for a grand total of six months. Oh, wow. From mid-424 to the beginning of 423. Right, yeah, that's that's decent. <laughs> for, you so, know, <laughs> for what happened. Given what he had. So dividing six months by ten years, that gives us 0 0.05 points. Yep. And that leads us to the total. So Sogdianus has in total 20.1 points out of 100, making him the second worst Achaemenid right after his brother that he murdered. Yeah. Um, things were not thought through. No, not at all. And yeah, he's the second worst Achaemenid and the second worst in general, because the medians are still above him. Mm. So he's worse than Froertes. Yeah. Priorities gave us time for a full episode. This is barely yeah, yeah. acceptable. So. <laughs> yeah, not much. Okay, but still, that doesn't exclude the final category, which is to say, is Sogdianus interesting enough? Was his death shocking enough? Were his decisions bad enough to make him a Shahan Shah? Or is he just a Shahan Nah? I'm always tempted with these kings to be like, <laughs> it was so ridiculous. I kind of want to give him a prize, but no, he just gets he just get a little pin that says, "Wow, that was shocking." And <laughs> yes, he gets a pin saying, "Sorry about the death. Kind of your fault, though." Yeah, but no, he he does not. He does not get a shahan. <laughs> <laughs> no, so Sakyanis, sorry, but you are officially named a shahan nah. So there we go, our third Shahanaim in a row. Do you think Darius the second will buck the trend and be able to go back to Xerxes the first and tell him what a good job he did? I mean, maybe. Um, or will he also last for six months? <laughs> I think since happens. we do not have an heir inside, I mean, I have a couple names that you made me write down, right? But mm -hmm. I think it'll do slightly better, if anything, because Parisatis is on his side. And she has ambitions. Good point. That is definitely a good way to evaluate his possibilities. But yeah, so thank you, dear listeners, for being with us for this other short episode. Hope you enjoyed it. Hope you found out ways to murder people in unusual ways mm -hmm. that aren't as traditional. You know, good to branch out. Imaginative. Uh, so if you enjoyed... Our episodes so far, we're closing in on 15. Please leave us a review. Even, even just a rating is nice. We've received a lot of nice people telling us that we're doing a good job. So that's Yeah, that that's was reassuring. lovely. Thank you so much to everybody who left a review. That was really, really nice of you. And we'd like to just know what you think. It helps us know if we're doing a good job. 
Yeah, and we appreciate it, and it's nice to hear this. Apart from that, thanks so much for listening, making it all the way through this very, very, very long episode on Sogdianas. <laughs> I hope you had fun. We'll be back next week with hopefully something a bit more interesting. And uh, yeah, find all our socials and all the links and extra things on the description, I assume. Yeah, you can find the link to our website in the description or find us on Twitter or Facebook as Ranking Persia where you can get more information. Without further ado, thanks for listening. Take care and see you next week. Bye-bye. Yeah.